back to fully equipped. Coming to you live from J Wall's vehicle. My ride in a uh, in a parking lot at a golf course in Austin, Texas. Thirsky. What are we doing, man? Well, first of all, the champ is here. The champ we, is here. We'll talk about that. Can we get some theme music going for the champ? Woo! <laughs> Oh man, it was uh, it was an interesting day in Austin. Man, what a day, really! I mean, let's let's kind of discuss this right off the bat. But let me just first say this: you know what I could use right now, Thursky? Some barbecue and a beer. We yeah, are we I are could, in Austin, Texas. I could use an Arnold Palmer spiked. Hundred percent, Arnold Palmer spiked would be really good right now. I, Absolutely, I think, I think we're both pretty wiped. That sounds refreshing. Yeah. No, but nothing better than an Arnold Palmer spiked, especially right now. It is the classic taste of iced tea and lemonade you already know and love with 5% alcohol by volume. They're our title sponsor, man. I love us some Arnold Palmer spiked. Huge Arnie Palmy fans here. <laughs> we are. We're, we're already a little loopy as it is. The Arnold Palmer spiked is made with real juice and brewed teas for a smooth flavor that's as easygoing as the icon that made it famous. Arnold Palmer spiked. We could use a bunch of tall boys. We could use a six pack. If you want to learn more about Arnold Palmer spiked, be sure to check them out. ArnoldPalmerSpiked.com backslash fully equipped or search for it on Drizzly and Instacart. That's ArnoldPalmerSpiked.com backslash fully equipped. 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee, malt beverage with natural flavor. And as always, Tursky. Celebrate responsibly. Celebrate responsibly. That was a nice uh, transition from the intro right into the ad. Thank you. I, I almost, didn't pick up on that. I almost forgot it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty tired right now. I know you are as well. You're also battling um, some serious turf toe. <laughs> we, we, we hope we know you're on the mend. You, you took one for the team trying to go up against, as I, as I said when we uh, shot a video, the biggest and baddest long drive guy of them all. We hung out today with Kyle Berkshire. Along with, can't forget the two other guys we hung out with, F1 drivers. Charles Char- Leclerc. Charles Leclerc. And who else? Carlos Sands. Carlos Sainz. Sainz. Don't worry, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm here to help you out. Uh, <laughs> this so, was one of yeah. those like pinch yourself days. where It was. It was. Like, you know, we did that for our job. You know, that was work today. Technically speaking. It was but work, but we got to I hang agree. Out with like two of the most famous Ferrari drivers in the world and the guy that Literally hits the golf ball farther than anyone else ever has in the world. He also lost a couple of clubs today. R.I.P. to those two irons. R.I.P. I I think we'll get into that story Yeah, we will. We will. So why were we here? Um, So F1 is in town in Austin, Texas for the race this weekend. And Puma and Cobra have, have, you know, they're they're attached at the hip. Mm -hmm. Ferrari has a relationship so it seems because we're all here together yeah. with with Puma. And so they brought their two drivers to River Place Golf Course. Race car drivers, not their golf club drivers. That's true. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is a golf equipment podcast. Oh, my gosh. Clear that wow. Up. Oh, man. I'm going to have to have <laughs> you step outside. Uh, yeah. So so they, they brought the drivers here today to get a lesson from Kyle. Yep. And, and do some trick shots. And do some <laughs> – that was that was an interesting situation. So let's start from so Kyle's here and he's he's trying to teach these guys how to, to hit a long drive. And you know, one of the yeah. things that long drive guys need is flexibility. 
you need mm-hmm. hips that can turn. And one of the things that I, I actually found pretty interesting was Carlos and Charles both said race car drivers, we, we have very limited mobility in it when it comes to our hips because they're going straight into that car. Mm-hmm. So both of them even admitted that it's tough for them to find that extra mobility. But I will say Carlos plays a lot of golf and he's got a really good swing. I mean, if I saw him, I, I mean, he's probably like a single digit stick, I would say. Yeah, I would say he's around like a six or a seven. And you could just tell like he's a range rat. Like he loves working on his game. Claude Harmon was there. He was working with him. And Carlos would have stayed out there for, I think he said, what, three I, hours. I asked up him, to him. I, I, I interviewed him and I was like, yeah, how long, much longer could you have stayed out there? Because he just wanted to beat balls. Yep. And he's like, I said, like another hour. And he's like, hour, more like hours. So, you're, I mean, you're right. He he is a range rat. He loves the game. It was cool to, to hang out with them and interview both those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Carlos, definitely a diehard golfer. Charles, I, f- I feel like he he enjoys the sport, but to him it's kind of more of like a place of like just to go and relax and like hang out. It feels to me like, you know, he grabs some of his buddies, a couple uh, Arnold Palmer spikes. Yes. And he goes out, rips it up, has fun. Uh, there's no, and there's like nothing wrong with that. Whereas, whereas Carlos is like, you know, he's pissed if he makes bogey and he wants to, you know, fix the swing on the yeah. next hole. So so they got a lesson from Kyle on how on how to increase their distance. They also got a lesson from Coach Rusty. Coach Rusty. Big shout out, Coach Rusty. Coach Rusty on Instagram. I know a lot of people that listen to our podcast also follow him. Yeah. But he was there doing some trick shots with the guys. Um, we had an unfortunate, <laughs> an unfortunate incident involving a brick tile yeah it's a like driver those brick, those brick tiles where they bounce the balls off yeah and they like put them at certain angles yeah. and then you know the ball is flying through the air then they hit it out of the air yeah and charles charles leclerc <laughs> he, he i will say this both both of the drivers were going hard in the trick shot category they wanted to like pull off this shot which yeah. is bouncing the ball off of the the brick tile yeah coach then, rusty was standing yeah. there he was bouncing the ball yeah off the brick tile and then they were supposed to hit it out of midair and they were like you know going back and forth neither of them could hit it they were swinging way too early at this thing trying to pick it out of the air (laughs) and what happens next (laughs) carlos is getting like a little too close to this tile and coach trusty's like hey bud you know you might want to move back a little bit you're gonna hit this tile and so he bounces one he's like try to like you know hit the ground because he was swinging way too early he wasn't getting anywhere close like wait till the ball hits the ground and he hits the brick with the driver head so hard, this thing just shatters. There's sparks flying everywhere. <laughs> and it's like one of those moments where everyone's heart kind of dropped because it's like he has a race coming all, up. And all the Ferrari, yeah. like the Ferrari contingent was there. Like yeah. probably what, like 10 or 15 people from Ferrari? There were dressed like 15, head to toe. 15 head to toe red in, Ferrari yeah, jumpsuits. Red Ferrari jumpsuits. And, and this all brick watching. explodes. <laughs> And uh, one of the Cobra guys is like, is the driver head okay? And everyone else is like, is your wrist okay? <laughs> like, <laughs> have a race this we need, weekend. We need you to race this Ferrari. Oh, man. It was it was hilarious to watch. Thankfully, uh, Charles was was okay. And, you know, again, they try, They kept trying it. Like, that was the thing. They, they wanted to keep going back and, like, pulling off this trick shot. I was like, man, I can't believe that they're even allowing them to do this in the first place. But... They were fired up to do it, though. Yeah, they, they were. were really excited. I think they were more excited about trying to pull off the trick shot than they were trying to gain extra distance. Off Absolutely. The and it's like once you start missing that competitive part of your brain starts firing, it's like, I can't go out of here without hitting this ball out of the air. Yep. 
So eventually they did. They both pulled it off. Yep, they did. And then, uh, you know, shout out Coach Rusty again. As they're doing like their little photo shoot after the race car drivers, he's over there just pounding balls off these tiles. Oh my goodness! I don't even think they fire. had a camera going. Like he's just grinding, working on it. And he hit, he hit like game. three or four like dead center. Yeah, on off the tee on this one hole. Yeah, he was hitting like three fifteen off the face midair. It was impressive. pretty cool to watch. It was really cool. Yeah, really cool. So that's why we were in Austin, had a chance to to watch Kyle, and then after Kyle had finished doing. GQ? Woo! Man. Okay, Kyle. I know. GQ photo shoot. I mean, Kyle's getting big time. He hung out with the, with the peons over uh, over in the, the nosebleeds, but you and me. Yep. We uh, we had a chance to go through his bag. That'll be this week's interview. Kyle Kyle went deep on his, on his bag setup. Now, everybody knows him for his driver, and rightfully so. And he had three of them in the bag, uh, one of them being his... World long drive winning driver, the one that's Cobra left. Rad Speed. Yeah, um, he he talks about that in the inter, in the interview when he goes through his what's in the bag and how many drivers he started the week with, which is just bonkers. So wait for that one in the interview. But in addition to doing a what's in the bag, we did a long drive competition against Kyle Berkshire. The champ is here. The champ is here. <laughs> so. We, this is such a great We story. initially – so here's what happened. Kyle has a fullback. He's a plus two, by the way. Which yeah, I did great not player. know. He's a really good player. And he, he played at what? The University of North so Texas, So he played right? at North Texas for a little while, and then he transferred to, to UCF, Central Central Florida. Okay. And then from there, quit school. And he's got an unbelievable story. He was talking to us. Such a cool backstory. Yeah. It, it is It is a, a – as he said, a triumph of the human spirit. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And, Ultimate, and, like, back against the wall situation – you got to make your decision whether to take that leap of faith or go get a desk job. Yeah. It's he's it definitely has a very a very rocky feel to it to mm-hmm. me. The the way that it all happened and and we we're talking about it like it's That's it's Rocky totally Balboa. Yeah, Rocky Balboa. Not like a Rocky. Well, okay, thank yeah. you. I figure most people would probably know. Well, just Triumph sure. of the Human Spirit Rocky Rocky, I mean the movie. Yeah. All right. But good good to clarify it's important to do that from time to time <laughs> on this podcast. Uh so we wanted him to hit his 12 degree custom took five months to make mm-hmm. Cobra iron prototype iron. It's a one iron, one yeah. iron against our With Ventus yeah. TX TX 10 TX 10 TX 10 yeah. TX Ventus black HB 10 TX shaft. Woo. No biggie. Um, we wanted him to, to let, let's just see, like, can we, can we beat it? Yeah. So we're on the T and he's like, I need to warm up. So he gets some balls and he starts taking swings with this with his one iron. Yeah. And at one point he reaches over to get a couple more balls and he kind of leans on the club a little bit. Well, as he's leaning, yeah. he's like, you know, the thing about the the one iron trying to hit it as far as you can is that you miss the sweet spot sometimes. Like he had just towed it yeah. kind of bad. And he he reaches down like to lean on his on his club. <laughs> club head just snaps. Snaps. Right off. Snaps uh, right off of the shaft. Yeah. We're we're all just like Oh my goodness, Kyle just totally killed his his one iron. So one iron's out. And this and it's is the only head in the world. Yeah, the only head in the world. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it like I said, it took five months for for Cobra to create because 
with this club, it has such a thin face because mm-hmm. it, it has it has a, a foam material b- behind that face, but you need something that's going to be able to withstand his speed. Mm-hmm. So they had to work on, on the internal material for the cavity. They found something that was sturdy enough, provided the ball speed was also legal, and they give it to him. So now the one iron's out. Go now, on. maybe that's a good thing because his dad informs me. I watched him hit it when he was over there with Carlos and Charles. And he hit it 303 carry. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty decent. Well, his dad informs me that at one point he hit it 382 yards. <laughs> I Three, believe it, though. 382 yards, this 12-degree one iron. So now it's out. Thank goodness, because I did not want to get beat that bad. So I'm like, cool. Grab your two iron. Yeah. Well, you were saying before then. I did. Well, I didn't maybe, want the it should, maybe it should maybe be the two, two iron. Because we I was thinking like four iron. Yeah. Because this guy's going to wax us. So he gets a two iron. First one out of the gate. 279 carry with a two iron. Solid. Pretty solid. And he's like, look, I, I can. Like, it's time. I'm going to ramp it up. I'm going to hit a couple more balls. We were going three balls a piece to see what would happen. Yeah. So 279, it was like, you know, that's beatable. We yeah, can, we can sure. maybe take I'm, I'm care thinking, of that. One. I'm thinking, yeah, but he's, there's no way he's ending at 279 carry. Yeah. So next thing you know, he hits his second ball as he says to us, "I'm going to start ramping it up." <laughs> and what happens? This head flies so far. It did. Like the same spot on the shaft that the the one iron broke, the yeah. two iron broke, but the head flew like 150 yards, and it was dead straight. Oh, I know yeah. we I know we had cameras rolling, so I want to put a pro tracer on it. We we have footage. We have footage of this. Oh, it's going to be good for sure. Because it said it said on the foresight that it went 182, and I was like, wait, was that was that the ball? I think it, you may or right. was I think that the, the club. Like, yeah, I think it might have head. been the club. May have picked up the head. Honestly, yeah, it was crazy. So now Kyle is down two irons, his <laughs> custom one iron and his two iron. Yeah. So at this point, I decided to text Cobra Tour rep Ben Showman. Friend of the pod, good buddy of mine and yours. Yep. And uh, and Ben couldn't believe it. Sorry, bud. Yeah, we're sorry. He's, he's going to have to. I'm actually overnighting Kyle's uh, heads back for him to Cobra HQ. It was a pretty funny story. Kyle ends up just calling it good, 279. Yeah, which and was so, fair. I think yeah, that, it was, that was good give, uh, sportsmanship. Give, give, us, give us a fighting chance. And so... Tursky steps up. Now, listen, here's the thing. Go, it didn't go great. Tursky, Tursky is like, seriously, I think your toe is broken. It's No, it's legitimately broken. It's legit it's broken. broken. Yeah. So he's trying to go after But I'm a, I'm a trooper. Listen, you you, you want, are. You one, are. One county's with mono. I'm not going <laughs> to let a broken I'm not going to let a broken The human one iron does not let the chance to beat the world number one in long drive. You're not going to let a toe, a broken toe, crush that opportunity i'm not gonna be like no i'm not no. gonna hit a drive my toe hurts <laughs> you should have told <laughs> no. him like dude i won county with mono like do you think you no think, one cares yeah, yeah. so Tursky steps up three balls uh the results were not great i know yeah. you you can roast it i know you were like not trying to step on the toe i think i topped it like, um 266 carry yeah or something it was, it was just real disappointing. it was it was real disappointing yeah. I, I'll, I'll admit and it was with your gamer I, I had a chance to to go. Now I haven't played golf in weeks. Yeah. Um. I haven't swung a golf club in in a while. Probably since I did. Uh. I feel like I fifty nine testing. Being I fifty nine. Yeah. It's been a little while. And yeah, I we did, haven't been playing much. And golf I didn't. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of writing and and a lot <laughs> of other stuff. So I potting. I potting for sure. I step up. Haven't hit a golf ball. I'm totally cold turkey here. And I 
top the shit out of it. <laughs> top <laughs> top the shit out of it. I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, this is embarrassing for both of us now. Because here's the thing. People start to realize at this course that Kyle Berkshire's on the tee yeah. hitting drives. We got an audience. So we have an audience of like, what, like 15, 20 guys? Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna top, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna top this next drive in the one after it and just be good. And I, we're getting this all on film. Uh, the gear guy's gonna suck. Now the second ball was solid, so solid that I actually beat Kyle's 279. I it, got, it came off so high. I was like, that's gotta be it. Yeah. Would you say it was like 17? You got a photo of it. It was like 17 launch. Yeah, 17 launch. 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 2,000 spin, but 296 carry. 296. 296. Absolutely waxed. I, 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 now, it, it, I went on a technicality. No, 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 clari- no, no clarification yeah, yeah, yeah. necessary. But, but here's the thing. Like, we you gave him a chance. Out. 279. I got 296. I almost beat him by 20 yards. He's he's great, but he's not that great. He's not as good as, as me. Okay, so it was 16.7 launch angle, 2015 spin. 162 ball speed, 296 carry. Yeah, it's decent numbers for, for your boy. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I, did, I smoked it. Um, 296 carry is is good, is good for me, especially nowadays with the, with this little golf as I play. So hey, big time players make big time plays, right. big time games. That's right. So we, we had to put on for Texas A and M against we, uh, UNT <laughs> against UNT. Yeah, yeah. Where Kyle went to school, I had I had to show him what's up, and uh, and I did. So the writers actually win the long drive competition. I am I'm really happy like genuinely deep down inside I'm like dude yeah. we walked away and we beat we beat number 1 so it's a uh, it's a good feeling it's a, it's A&M beating Alabama nobody expected it to happen but hey it happened anyway I knew you were going to throw that I I was I was That I, was a big I, win I had to do it it was it was a huge win thank you I think it was kind of rude of him not to give you the the world championship belt though He had it there Yeah I probably should have asked for it. He lost fair and square. He may be in the. No, he may still be to, in the clubhouse. You shouldn't like, have you know, to ask. You know, he should just like give it to me. Yeah, yeah, I could have just yeah. like held it over my head. <laughs> but it would have been fun. It would it would have uh, would have given me a little bit of like a WWE vibe for uh, for a few seconds. But we had a blast. Bottom line, made some some great content with Kyle. He was a trooper. Was here for a while. Yep. man. And and he gave a lot of great insights in his what's in the bag. So again, check that out for this week's interview. Um, I don't really know what else to say about, about the day. It was, it was awesome. Just, just a, a lot of good content that we'll be rolling out here in the next couple of days. Yeah. A lot of stuff coming out, interviews, videos. Um, I just posted Berkshire's, uh, I guess it was in the third round of competition. Like he had his track man going the whole time. Yeah. And he actually hit, well, Go on our Instagram to see his. I was his, about to uh, say you, his you swing should, speed. That's just stupid. You should stupid check. High. You should check it out. It's the highest ever recorded, I believe. Yep. So that's over on at Fully Equipped Golf on Instagram. Everybody should be following us. Talk that. Talk that, Jay Wall. <laughs> Everybody should be following us. I'm just. I'm just saying it. Um, it and if if you aren't, definitely do it. All right. So that is kind of a recap from Austin Gear. From last week, we talked about Adam Scott making the change to the yep. to the custom Adam Scott designed irons. 681 ASs. Now, he wasn't the only guy in the field. We kind of teased this a little bit. We teased it. We didn't know if they yeah. existed necessarily. Well, you'd heard rumblings. I had heard rumblings. Yeah. But I hadn't seen him in person. We didn't know if JT was going to throw him in the bag. But he did officially switch into 621 dot. 
JTs. So, the, of course, the question everybody wants to know is, like, is this is this coming out? Because everybody wants yep. what they what they can't have. Mm-hmm. They want what's out on tour. And I don't we, blame them. We yeah, we have no idea. Um, Titles released the statement that said that there is more information that they're going to be releasing, which I feel like is a silver lining. Which means they're, we're thinking about it. We're thinking. Of, we yeah. are thinking about it. Yeah. We're, we're for sure thinking about it. So, we just don't know how to roll it out yet. Yeah, we, exactly. So so for people that are curious that maybe didn't get a chance, we we had stories. Tursky did a great job talking to Adam Scott. He was the only one to get Adam Scott, by the way, um, in Vegas, and talked to him about the irons. His irons are pretty traditional to the 681s that he's played. 680s. Um, 680s, sorry. It's and okay. they have more offset than like your traditional blade, which I – you know, we posted photos on Fully Equipped Golf on the yeah. Instagram page. Some people like it. Others were, like, really turned off. It's it's, it's like that progressive case. offset. You know, yeah. like, the 9-iron doesn't have that much. And then 7-iron yep. has a little bit. And 4-iron's got a lot. Yeah. JT's irons are terrifying. Quite literally zero offset. Oh, like, not, it, it is most definitely Hosel zero. flush to the face. Yeah. Hosel flush to the face. They are terrifying. I, I don't know how you hit those, but hey, more power to him. He's one of the best ball strikers on the planet, and he can use irons like that. And I'm sure there's some 10 handicap out there that wants to try him as well. And they're so cool looking, too. They do look cool. I'm, I'm like, not going to knock it. It's just they're terrifying because anything with, with zero offset, I'm like, I'm, I'm blading. <laughs> I'm blading this. It is, I'm not hitting. I'm not squaring it up. It's not happening. Yeah. I'm not throwing zero offset irons in my bag. Or like the ones that Ricky Fowler had, that that custom set of uh, Cobras that had onset. That gave uh, Roy McIlroy the, the shakes. shakes. Yeah. 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 I know. So that was kind of the big story from, from last week for gear. I think, it, you know, this is the time of year where I would just say watch this space, meaning keep your eye on Fluke Clip Golf's Instagram page. Keep an eye on our Twitter feeds because prototypes are going to start to be released. We saw... Mizuno put yep. out new ST series drivers, fourth generation, the That's Z and the ST, X. Yeah, okay. STZ, STX, STX yep. which means that those are probably coming out to tour. Uh, Callaway, sounds like there's a prototype that's floating around out there. I have seen that one in person. I know I can't talk yeah, about it at yeah, all. But. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll wait and try and get some, some pictures. When, Am I allowed when... to say it looks good or no? Yeah, I'm not. Okay. You're, it, it looks good. Well, it looks good, and uh, it's it's out there. So uh, we'll we'll try and get some photos up on that one when we when we get the opportunity. But yeah, just just kind of keep an eye on on the gear space because this is the time of the year when the prototypes start to to make their way out on tour. Tis the season. Tis the season. I know, and we're uh, we're getting ready to ramp up for club tests and seeing all the new gear, all the uh, the official retail badging, not just the uh, cool looking prototypes that are yep. out there on tour. So. We've that got, is the hard part of like seeing stuff pop up on on the uh, USGA, or even seeing some of the prototype heads. Like, there's no marketing on it yet. You don't know the colors. Yeah. You don't know how the badging is going to actually look because sometimes that can change things. It's kind of fun like that. I I I, I kind of like when they don't have the badging at all. It it kind of allows you to yeah. to just look at it for what it is and maybe see like what kind of tech's going on and you know the USGA's website for their conforming driver heads is usually a pretty good spot to start. They update that pretty frequently, and a lot of the heads that you're seeing on there, if you see it on the USGA's website, then you know that it's coming to tour pretty quickly because they have to yep. get that all approved, and then they end up on the website. Even and if though it's I know coming to tour around yeah. this time of the year, it's probably coming to retail. Yeah, exactly. Is what it is. Yeah, 
even uh, even stuff that you might not think might be coming to retail, there's a pretty good shot that it will down the road. All right. There is golf being played this week in Japan. Yep. Zozo. The Zozo. That's a, I, I kind of like just saying that. The Zozo. 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 Um, there's, it's, a, it's a pretty solid field. As usual, we are making our picks. We're going to be making our picks using BetMGM. If you don't know BetMGM, go download the app. Just check it out. Search for BetMGM. You'll find it. If you do not have a count with them, you can sign up using bonus code fully equipped and get in the game with the king of sports books. They have a free $1,000 risk-free wager. If you don't win, you get that money back in free bets. Much like I've said before, you're going to, you're going to keep betting with them anyway. So it's once, probably, once you make the account yeah, name, I mean, yeah, you're on there. You, you, you are. So I know that life. Go, go check out BetMGM and, and place your wager. And again, use fully equipped in the promo area. To get that one thousand dollar risk free free wager, their platform's great. They got a lot of uh, it's it's very clean. I, I like yeah. it. And it it looks it looks good on on your phone, which is always like one of those tough things, like going from a desktop to your phone. Like sometimes they just don't translate. It doesn't look as good, but absolutely, it does look really good. All right, I'm just gonna go off and say it. It's just you and me, Tursky. No Chris this week to to piggyback on your pick. No. <laughs> Producer Mark to to pick somebody who's probably going to win. He's been on a tear, by the way. I know with 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 the parlays, these um, football parlays. He's he's probably just going to quit soon and just just bet football parlays for the rest of his life. But okay, I'm I'm just going to short and sweet. I'm taking Ricky Fowler. Wow. Yeah. He plays good one week and it's just. We're, I just we're going for the yeah. Win. I I I think I Confidence think he's going to back. I do. I think he's just going to keep it rolling. I you know I really liked what he said last week. Just about. You know, getting through this rough patch and mm-hmm. and kind of the perspective of of not being on top and and really kind of trying to find it. And I think he started to find something. He's got that Cobra putter in the bag. He almost won for the first time with the Cobra putter. Yeah. And I do. I like his chances. I think he's a solid choice, and I would not be surprised to see him win. Wow. Okay. Let me let me see these odds here. I'm going to do it live. So. The yeah, I mean this tournament's being played in Japan. We got Bet MGM. Yeah, we, we, right we've now. got the app right now. I think Fowler's like plus fourteen hundred. It's uh solid numbers. Pick somebody. See, this is always tough because I know Morikawa is going to win, but he's only plus fourteen hundred. I, like, I, I took him. I took him last week, and he value. finished second. If it wasn't for Rory, I would have actually had a W. I need a little more value than that. Oh my goodness, he's gonna. He's not gonna want to pick the chalk. I can respect that. Oh, I know who I'm picking. Maverick McNeely. Former, well, once you're a friend of the program, you're a friend of the po- yeah, program of you forever. Are. For sure. Plus 2,800. Okay. Boom. Solid. All done, right. done deal. So. Ball striker. All right. Mav, I love taking the ball strikers. Mav you know? and Ricky. Those are our picks. It has not been going well for us. Dude, I had a second place last week. That's oh, yeah. that's pretty solid. Although I, I took the chalk. I mean, literally. Wait, who did I pick last? The chalk. Week? Oh, I took Harris English, and he WD'd after being like four over. Dang it, Harris! I know. Yeah. Although that he new putter he did, grip. He did shout us out for that video that we. Oh yeah, he did. did. <laughs> he did shout yeah. us out. We uh the the video that Tur- Tursky did a killer job, eulogizing the the, the Har- Har- Harris English's ping palm lock putter grip. Which is something other that's also fun to say because of the peas, and yep, uh, Harris English saw it 
and and said that we we did a good job. That might be the first time a tour pros actually told me I've done something right. <laughs> yeah, they usually <laughs> just hit us up when we get something wrong yeah. or to yell at us. Yeah. But yeah. shout out producer Mark on putting the uh, the sad yeah music and, and behind Esley. the eulogy. Esley yeah. Tate. Oh, and Esley. Esley did an awesome nice job. Work yeah, out there, yeah, Esley. for sure. We appreciate that one. All right, so again, if you want to get in on the action, fully equipped golf for the promo, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions, 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, or Wyoming only excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Wyoming. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and 1-800-BETS-OFF-IN Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 1-800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Boom. Done. Let's get into the interview. Kyle Berkshire, as we talked about, went through his bag. Gearhead. Serious gearhead. Like he, he knows his he stuff. He dropped some knowledge, like talking about CPMs on a shaft. Yep. And, and like face designs on drivers, CT. I mean, he he. I would totally agree. Serious gearhead. Really fun. What's in the bag? Enjoy yep. it. All right. Here are two-time world long drive champion, Kyle Berkshire. What's going on, Kyle? Not much. I think we're about to hit some balls, and I think you guys are going to hit some drives. I'm going to hit some long well, irons. Yeah. I, I, I don't, let's not talk about that. Let's let's first talk about <laughs> the gear in your bag. Yes. You know, everybody knows you for your incredible distance off the tee, but you actually played golf yep. in college. University of North Texas. So I feel like we got to go through the bag. I think let's, it's only fair. Let's see what you got. I definitely want to see some of these these big sticks right here. One of them that I know that you used to win long drive? It was the last one I had in reserve. I've hit it a few times now as my kind of last call I had in reserve. But we'll go through that in the end. We'll I'll, I guess we'll just go through the wedges first and work our way yeah, up. Yeah, let's do it. I think that'd be awesome. Yes. So, you know, I've been messing around with different wedge lofts right now. Um, I'm sticking with uh, so 62, 58, 54, 48. I've also been messing around with um, 60, 56, 52, 48. This is a um, 44-degree pitching wedge, so the gapping is about four to four to six degrees total. Which is kind of where you want to be Yeah, for, like, most pros. just kind of gives you like those tight gaps where exactly. you don't have to hit really those tweener shots. Well, so. and it's, it's kind of a white whale for me because at my speed, gapping is a tremendous challenge. Sure it is. We've kind of stuck with a four-degree gap throughout the bag, so as we go through, you know, I, I look at these clubs not as necessarily like a nine-iron. I see this as a 40-degree club, you know, you know, 36. 32. I learned this from Camilo Vajegas because I played with him at the Bears Club about a year and a half ago and I went through his bag with him and he actually showed me how his clubs were labeled with degrees, not the number of the iron, which is genius because you can have a strong iron, a weak iron. That's really all it is, is a lofty club. It's not an, you know, so I've always bought into that big time, you know, so I always try to stay privy to my do like the loft, the uh, loft and clubs and I'll actually have them checked periodically because at my speed I can actually bend those lofts if I hit it to the ground a lot. So, like, for example... Do you make any, like, manipulations at all, or do you have to have them do anything to the grinds on so your So, sometimes, yeah, I mean, we might... We're going to be messing around with adding a little more balance to some of these clubs because I found that, uh, you know, when I'm shipping around the greens sometimes, I would like a little more balance. I feel like sometimes, you know, especially these more lava clubs, they tend to dig a little bit more than right. I'd like. Yeah. But, like, for example, with grainy conditions, like this is a very grainy course, I would actually probably stick with something like this and go a little more a little more stabby and if it's a little more of a 
benign green course with the, you know bent grass it's right. probably better to use balance and go a little flatter with the bottom of the swing in that case i might do something with a little more of a different grind a little bit different bounce yeah. but again you know we're all we're starting we're just now starting to work through that because you know we just finished the world long drive season this is kind of my opportunity in the winter to get good at golf see see where things go um, actually play some golf instead of just hitting yeah i, and I actually drives. did play a little bit of golf throughout the summer um, competitively, it, you know, nothing crazy. Cause again, I'm, you know, it's really hard to get super into it when you're doing long drive every couple of weeks, but you know, I was able to put some pretty decent scores. Um, and yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, this is my eight iron here and this is a club I hit most of the time, you know, cause if I'm working on something, you know, I've gotten, one of the things I've learned from Wills Altoris, you know, he's a phenomenal player. You know, one of the things I really buy into, if you're trying to make a swing change, do it, make really slow repetitions of that swing. And so I like the eight iron because it's a pretty middle of the road club for my bag. So, and I've had to bend this back and forth more times than I can remember to count. Cause I will, this thing will, the lock will move on this a lot. If, um, is it just cause you're just at the speeds yeah. that you're going? I'll swing an eight iron about yeah. 110 miles an hour, you know? So at that no big speed. Deal. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, and I know a lot of people are saying, well, how can you manage spin and stuff like that? Right. One of the things I'll do is I'll choke down sometimes to the steel so that I can still swing at the same. And you can see how much, um, extra club is down there. Well, that'll actually do. You lose roughly one and a half mile an hour club speed per inch of club being shorter. And all you're really doing, technically it's the same club, but the effective length of the club now is about three inches shorter. So you're right. going to be swinging it six miles an hour slower, roughly. So it allows me to kind of swing a little bit, you know, slower without necessarily messing up my tempo. Yeah. People say, oh, well, why don't you just swing slower? You know, why don't you just swing like, you know, with less effort? Well, my, your tempo starts getting messed up. You know, you I have an ingrained tempo that I have to stick to, um, and then we work into our longer clubs here again. So you're you're, you're in cavity backs all all throughout the set. Yes. Have you always been a cavity back guy? Yes. Ever since I was um, six years old, had okay. my first set of cavity backs, and uh, all through you know high school, college golf, I've been pretty big on it. You know, this is kind of my. You can see here a little bit of um, different difference in shaft. So. Say, so iron. I saw your X1 yes. and like your wedges. What do you what do you when you go into the irons? Yeah, so these are X7s. Oh, you're, you're an X7s. I was about to say yeah. you're you're such a strong guy that, yeah. that you can actually handle that one. And you can see we've actually had to hard step these once as well. So hard stepping, you know, if people aren't familiar at home, hard stepping basically means so as a club gets longer, you know, it has to be stronger to offset the um, length and the shaft. So it's the same flex. You're gonna actually take the next club up that shaft and put it in the club before it. So you'd be taking, I'm gonna make sure I get this right, you take the five iron, you put it in, I believe, the six iron shaft. Yeah. So that's called a hard step. And you can have double hard step when you take the four iron and put it in a six iron shaft. I've had to do that as well. We're, we're, we've settled on a single hard step for now, and we'll, we kind of monitor it. You know, I'm probably gonna have a second set made up as well. So for super windy days, I might go with a double hard step setup. Um, and this is kind of where you can see kind of a difference in um, setup. So. Three iron through pitching wedge, pretty much the same thing here. And um, so X700. Now right. we go into graphite. Once we get to the two iron, you can also notice it's a little bit of a little bit of tape on the back yeah. here. That's lower than CG, so that I can sp I'll spin it a little less. It'll run out a little more. And so how many the, strips are you throwing on there? Is it just um, a single strip? This is a, this is two strips. Okay. Uh, seven and a half grams. Okay. I go between six and twelve. Just depends on kind of how my swing feels. Sometimes I might go up to 15, you know, if I'm really spinning the crap out of it, if it's a very windy day right. and I want to slow my swing down a little bit. Um, we're going to Ventus TX9 and uh, HB shaft. And again, just to get a little more speed and a little more consistency, because I feel like when I get to a certain speed, these steel graphite just bend so much, it's hard to really be consistent. So right. I've gone to the Ventus and the threshold hasn't been the club, but the speed at which I swing it. So okay. 
between these two clubs, this is when I cross over into the 130 mile an hour club speed mark between this club and this club. I'll swing this in the mid to upper 120s. This is right at 130 to 132 on, in competition. And then this is probably, if we're being honest, now I know this might sound crazy as a long driver, but I'm a golf purist at heart. You know, I love the game. This is my favorite club in the bag, no question about it's it. It's not and a driver. It's No. Yeah. But I also feel like Cobra would agree. They're extremely proud of this club because the biggest problem I've had my entire career, especially once I got to certain certain club speed, is obviously, you know, when you have this cav this, you know, cavity back here, when you have not a cavity back, when you have like, you know, a hollow club, right? It's gonna go further because there's more weight on it than there is, you know, with just the cavity back here. The problem is that it's gonna cave. I was gonna say, you, I'm kind of surprised that you have this club because yes. it, it it does have that hollow cavity yes. to it. So you're gonna and have to do some different things. I know you worked really hard with Cobra. They did a this. tremendous job. Um, it was a five month period of development. We needed, but I said if you guys can figure out a way to put something like this in my hands, it'd be huge. Yeah. The insert is where the magic lies. So it can't be a foam insert like they typically have because it's right. gonna be too brittle. It's not gonna hold up against the force. It can't be a metal insert necessarily because it's gonna be too heavy. And it's not gonna be properly balanced. So what they decided to go with was a foam insert that had that was but it was like it's hard for me to describe but it has it's like got metal infused into the foam so it's kind of blended together so it's a little bit of both properties you and it's kind the of a, face a little bit more yes it gives it just enough support where the face will hold up a little longer I will typically switch these out every t three to four weeks which is a huge win for me because typically these would last 15 20 swings normally this is good for probably three to four hundred hits now which wow. is awesome what loft and is that. It's about 12 degrees, and um, I was... We're getting like one iron loft a little bit. Yes, yeah. it's barely lot more loft than the driver. Not only that, but this thing behaves very much like a driver in the launch characteristics. It launches about 10 to 15 degrees, spin rate in the high 2000s, ball speed right at upper to mid 190s. You know, I had it measured in a tournament, and obviously you have more adrenaline in a tournament, right at 200. Um, when I was, uh, I was doing an appearance during this tournament, a couple couple weeks before world so i was in the middle of my prep my club speed with this was registered at 139 miles an hour um ball speed upper 190s and um it's an absolute rocket and again what's i saw you hit it 303 yards carry yes that's just insane and that well and that's that's what's and that's why it's such a massive weapon because you know i have the ability with an iron to hit it 300 yards off the tee so it gives you a lot more options and now well actually no I've got one more club so this is um a sick putter. So I think I've seen that. Uh, it stands for a study in, in yeah. kinematics. So a buddy of yours, I know, is, is a big fan of that yes. one. Maybe you guys might be familiar with his name. Yeah. His first name's Bryson. Bryson. Yeah. So I think everybody knows him. Yeah. Um, you know, custom design. I've worked show, a lot. Show the soul on this. This is awesome. They did that. that little the uh, the little silhouette of me holding. When the you're when you're the belt. world long drive champion, you get the belt. That's, that's pretty that's, cool. That's a pretty awesome flex right and there. And so the DLT here stands for descending loft technology, which is basically as the putter face goes up, the loft is adjusted. So if you hit it high in the face, it's going to loft, launch it down so it won't loft up. And if you hit it low in the face, it'll give it enough loft to get up over that depression the ball's sitting in. And, you know, I've found, I've always found I struggle a lot with my shorter putts because I'll get in my head and I'll do something like that with my wrists. And so what I'd like to do is when I have a short putt, you know, and Bryson taught me this, he said, use tension to, you as your, to your advantage. So what he means by that, so I'll, I'll put it in against my form and get my grip. I like to wrap my ring finger, I mean, sorry, my pointer finger under this uh, grip right here. You can actually see really the wear like lock, lock it in there. On yeah, the I, I just, it just gives me kind of that yeah. feel of locking the connection to the putter. And then here's the kind of secret. I take the palm on my right hand 
and I push extremely firmly into into it. And so what happens, it's, you know, especially when I have like a really short putt that I just need to make a good stroke on to make it, it's so locked in. You can literally see the, the white of my... I was gonna say, yeah. That's how firm it is because when what happens though is now your wrist literally can't rotate. You can't rotate your wrist because they're still locked in. And that's kind of what you, and then when you have longer putts, you can be a little softer than so you still feel. Right. But that's what, you know, Bryce taught me to use tension to my advantage. And it's really made my putting surprisingly pretty good. And All you've right. got an LEGP shaft on yes. here, I should mention. Yes. Just kind of like Bryce. Really nice shaft. Multi-material putter shafts have, have like, blown up here in yes. the last year. I mean, we're seeing all kinds of guys out on tour. Well, Bryson used an LAG shaft yep. at Worlds. And he made yeah. a final eight, you yeah. know? And now we'll go into what I'm sure you guys were really wanting to see. So this is my play driver. So and what do you mean by play driver? So it's the driver I'll use when I'm on the golf course okay. and trying to shoot a score. It's 45 inches and um, you can see some tape here. This is, to, this is basically to um, fight a hook. So okay. when you put tape on one side, the weight will cause it to rotate with the weight. So with it being on this side, it's gonna encourage the face staying open. And I wanna play a fade with my play driver. So if, I'll face the camera so you guys can really see what I'm talking about. I want the ball starting this way with a fade. So that way I know two things. I know the ball is gonna start in one direction. I know it's gonna move when it's in the air in one direction. And that allows me to give myself a little more room for air on certain holes. I can play away from trouble. I can make sure my misses are in spots I can recover from. I've really, I really believe that the biggest difference between PGA pros and top amateurs and even just good golfers in general is they miss in spots that they can still escape from. And then they do escape from them. And I think that's why people sometimes, they're obviously phenomenal hitters, but there's not a lot of moments I feel like where you see a shot and you're like, wow, that I can't do that. Especially if you're a top hitter. I think a top golfer, I think a lot of people, it's kind of very nuanced. You don't really see it as an obvious in your face, this is why they're that good. I believe it's because they're just good at scrambling and missing in the right spots, you know, so. So what loft are you using on this? You have, you so this 45? is currently four degrees. Okay. Um, you know, and we'll, we'll mess around with different lofts, different settings. Um, 45 at four degrees. Yep. What yep. a world. Yeah. And I mean, you can see actually my T marks here. I like to hit, uh, I'll show you up close. So I like to hit it towards the toe here so that I can have a predictable, you know, reaction on the club face. And, um, you know, it's just, it's a really great head. I'll, I'll swing this. I have a 2X Patterson shaft in here. And um, I, I swing it about 140 to 142 miles an hour on the golf course in that neighborhood. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to play a pull fade, get it started online. My main goal is just keep it in play. And I typically won't plot a driver unless there's a, I have a lot of room to work with because, you know, with my one iron, you know, are you going over 300 yards? It's kind of, I don't really use drive unless there's just such an obvious advantage. The hole is so massively wide. So you're wearing this one out during, during the course I'll of hit one iron off the tee 80% of the time, you know, but if there's a really long par five that I can, if, you know, there's room on either side, I will let this go. The reality is at over 140 miles an hour and Bryson will test this, there's really Physically, the physics of it, it's just so hard to have control at that speed to ensure that you won't hit it far enough offline to be in serious trouble that you kind of have to compromise a little bit. However, I will say that when you do hit it straight, which can be often, it's just that one out of 10, you're kind of at that speed destined to have one or two shots go pretty offline out of 10. But when you do have those shots on those, those holes where there's plenty of room to miss and you do square it up and you hit a good shot, I mean, it's an instant half a shot gained. Right which is a massive weapon. So I will typically use driver 
two to three times a golf course. A course like Torrey Pines, probably more like six or seven. But I'm sure most golfers would think, well, for sure, he's long world long drive champion. He's using driver on I'm a very goal. tactical person. Yeah, I think yeah, people, I, I feel love like, it. You know, I'm a, again, as I said, I, I'm a golf guy. I, I started golf when I was two years old. You know, I, I always take pride in trying to play the best golf I can. I don't want to just suck at short game. I really love working on my short game. You know, I just wish people would understand how good those guys are. It's people that are on tour. If I'm not, if people that aren't on tour, it's not because they suck at golf. It's because they're not the top 150 in a planet where there's 200 million people playing. Right. You know, so you can still be elite with your short game and still not be on the tour. And yeah. people would, and the other assumption they make is that I'm hitting driver in the middle of the fairway every time I play. No, I'm hitting these Cause clubs. Because you're, you're a robot. Yeah, I'm hitting these clubs, you know, and these are much more close laying back to where normal people play. Yeah. So then it's a much more even match. If I put myself, if I took a drop in the fairway where I would typically drive in the middle of the fairway, I think I would do very well, you know. I think my short game would actually support a really elite level playing, you know. Because um, I, I played about a plus two handicap in that neighborhood. So kind of gives you an idea. I work into a long drive clubs here. So this is actually one of Bryson's heads. Um, you know, I literally had, this was my last head I had standing at Worlds. Now, how many heads did you start with? 30. You went through so You 20s. started with 30 heads. You Bryson used, went through two and I went through 27. Okay. And we had one left. Yeah, but you, your uh, speed was a little bit different than everybody else's. Bryson was in the 146 to 148 range. And I was swinging between about 155 to 158. And I had a couple of 159. Um, and those are numbers that have never been seen. No. In the world, I, my circle. personal, yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't believe how fast I was, and it was a, honestly a, a problem because I had we had to adjust throughout prep. I had a few few swings in the upper 150s, but nothing that sustained. So we had to make adjustments. You know, we had to completely change our game plan and just play for these heads to be blown up because there was nothing any of us could do. You know, and so, you know, this particular head is, uh, you know, it's 3.5 degrees stamped on there. Um, you know, and this one, again, this one is trying to hit fades. You can see the tape on here. A little more of a wide body. Bryson was trying to hit fades at Worlds, so this was actually one of his heads. Um, and so he was playing a fade. So that's his head. And that's at 48, and so is this one? Yes. Yeah. And this is the last surviving head from the batch at Worlds. Now, are you going to, because of it's the last surviving head, or do you keep it as like a, do you, or do you not care? Like the fact okay. that it helped. I'm, I'm, I've, I've already put hits on it, so I mean, you know, and you can actually see here, we, we've stamped out the CT, so 230 CT, for those that aren't familiar, the, two, the CT limit is 256, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and we do have to abide by CT standards in long drive, and so the reason this face is shaved, so check face, out this face, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. So these faces start at 215 CT, so this face has been shaved to make it a bit faster. So now it starts at 230 CT. The problem we were running into though was with these faces being shaved to 230 so that they would start at 230 CT, which is not crazy fast if we're being honest. Most tour players have CTs in the upper 230s, probably low 240s. Um, so this is still a slower head than most heads on tour. Even then, these heads were still blowing up. And I honestly, I feel like Cobra was the only company that was actually equipped to handle this. Um, and Ben Showman, the head, Rep Ed Cobra out there did a phenomenal job of keeping me in, in a good rhythm with the heads. He was swapping them out, doing everything he had to. My long drive coach, Bobby Peterson, did a phenomenal job with it as well. It was a team effort because the speeds we were producing, we weren't ready for. But we did a my team did a tremendous job. And, yeah, this is the last one standing. And if you can imagine, just imagine, you know, 30 heads strung out here and all those were 
shredded through, and this is what we got left here. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, the characteristics of the shaft, you know, this is actually a 238 CPM shaft, and CPM stands for cycles per minute. So cycles per minute, all you got to know about that is the higher that number is, the firmer the shaft. So 290 CPM is an extremely stiff 4X flex shaft. This is um, right around regular flex, 235, 240 CPM. Because you're still looking for some whip. Yes, it's completely different from this this one because if you guys remember, I said this was a two X. So this is a regular flex. Not only is this a regular flex, it's three inches longer, so it's going to play even lighter than that. So, just to give you guys an idea, I'm going to put the equal amount of pressure on both these both these heads, and you guys can actually see how much each one bends. So, so this is a lot more flexible, and the reason is this is a completely different mindset than my long drive my um, placing. So. And long drive, you know, I'll actually do it from this way so you guys can see me down the line. I want to start it right and work it with a draw with minimal spin. So what I'm actually doing, I'm getting way inside and I'm letting the, the shaft release the toe. And you'll notice there's no lead tape on the toe. I'm going to let this toe rotate a ton. And it's going to do one of two things. It's going to produce a snap hook or it's going to produce a draw that starts right in my target line and works a little bit right to left. And as long as I'm doing hitting the draw 50% of the time, I don't care about the other 50% with snap hooking because our misses, the quality of our misses in long drive do not matter as long as we're hitting monster shots, you know, after that. So that's really what matters with that. And then to just give you guys another, you know, just to just show you guys can see the difference with the play driver. The play driver, as you can see, we got the, the um, lead tape. So we we're trying to have that toe hold off its rotation. And this time it's completely different, stiffer shaft, and I am holding off the shaft and rotating my body, and I'm teeing it up much further up my stance so I can hit a pull that fades back into the um, fairway. I would probably hit 50% of fairways with this club, just as I would with this shot. The difference is the quality of a miss. The quality of misses with this club are substantially better than the quality of misses with that. The only difference is that will go about 10 yards further, which is huge in long drive, but in golf, that's not enough to make up for the misses that we'll have to deal with. So that's kind of the science and differences, you know, behind the two sports and the two clubs. Well, all the science that uh, you know, work that you guys have been putting in is certainly paid off. Yeah, hit off with another win at the World Long Drive. It's the only it's the only way to stand top. I mean, these guys get better every year. You know, it, the bar keeps getting raised, and it's that's the only way you can keep getting better. You know, and stay on top is you just got to keep evolving and keep getting better and keep learning. And that's that's kind of what we're trying to do. That's we've done it twice now, and you know, I think we can do it a few more times. Oh, thanks for taking me through your back. Absolutely, thank you. Thanks for having me. And that'll do it for episode 113 of Fully Equipped. Thanks again to Kyle for the time. As always, if you're looking for more gear news, you can find us on social media. We are at Fully Underscore Equipped on Twitter, at Fully Equipped Golf on Instagram, and I think we're also at Fully Equipped on the Tiki Talkie, although I don't think we've really posted a bunch of stuff there recently. There's but, one TikTok, so. <laughs> Neither here nor there, but you can still follow us. I'm sure we're going to Got gonna some stuff from uh, Berkshire I might put up. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to drop some. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>